This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep your hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the tinfoil hat titan, a.k.a. the conspiracy realist, a.k.a. the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? Yeah. And it's your man Dame going wild. The pride of PA, high chief Dame, don't fuck around. The West Side landlord, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Let's go. Episode number 117. Don't fuck up the feng shui, fam. I'm, I'm just, just trying to remix. I'm just trying to remix. <laughs> Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast episode 117 on you hoes. And um, yeah, man, it's been a pretty good week, dog. Has it? Yeah. Fuck happened this week for you? I mean... We, I'm, I'm still breathing, so oh, I'm still okay. cheesing. Okay, you know I thought it was something specific. I mean, I mean God is still good. Yeah, I mean, we we went to the uh, we went to the little media showcase. Oh yeah, we had the, the mixer from uh, DetroitRap.com. Shout out to Uncle P for inviting us out. Facts, facts. You know what uh, I'm saying? That was pretty dope. There were some pretty damn good producers in the building that night. Absolutely, got to uh, rub shoulders with some folks, get some contact information. I got some good footage. Good pictures, good video. Yeah, uh, V Styles performed. Big Gov. Uh, we seen. We ran into the Connected Experience, uh, a one half. Uh, see my man Gift Reynolds. Did yeah. he? Did Gift perform? I'm not sure. Okay. You know, Gift everywhere though. Every yeah. time I remember, everywhere I'm go somewhere, he he show, he pops up. Yeah. He's staying in the mix. Every, like literally, he pops up everywhere. Whatever. Uh, and also, man, sh- big huge shout out to everybody, man, who um, came out and supported last week. For the uh, 2018 back to school, yeah, man, uh, give back at Tommy's Barbershop and Lounge, man, it was really, really dope. Um, we gave like 250 or so book bags out. Um, we had free clothes, free food. The bounce house was out there. The haircuts, the hair um, braids for the for the young ladies. Dance contest. Uh, raffled off some Pistons tickets. Um, That's what's up. Raffled off like a tablet. And like a a seventy five dollar gift certificate or gift card to Foot Locker. It was just a really dope day, man. The community was out there. I've seen the fire department. Fire department came out there. We had like some um, local uh, elected officials, people running, and came out there. It was okay. just really, really dope, man. That's, I mean, and that's good to send the kids back to school, school the right way. You know, you got ain't nothing like being first day fresh. Yeah, man. So shout out to them, man. The kids had a really good time. Shout out to Spirit Change, the movement. Absolutely. Putting that together. Joy, Mel, Clay, Tommy the Barber. Yeah, the whole team over there, man. And um, we just, you know, support whenever we can. 
and uh, we involved in what they do because we fuck with them heavy. And then Verge got a uh, backpack giveaway. Yeah, shout out to Verge, man. He did his on the um, the 29th, man. Um, he just he got a lot. He got his shit together. He just was out there grinding. Got a lot of donations. He did the shopping and he put the stuff out there, man. Shout out to him, uh, Sierra or CC from the um, Beauty Basement. She got her uh, and the Seriously Funny podcast, yeah. so she got hers coming up as well. It's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff for the for the kids, man, and, and I I commend that. Yeah, man, make sure them babies go back to school right, and just beyond like doing like the backpack drives are good to get them you know ramped up for the school year. But like we got to keep an eye on these babies too. You know, you yeah. see them walking to school, coming home from school. Like just be a good. Good steward of your community and make sure that these young minds get back and forth safely. Facts. Because there's a lot of creep-ass motherfuckers out here, and we want to make sure these babies can do what they need to do throughout the school year, have the support that they need. And it's not just a one-day right. a one day thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to do um, something mid-school year after Christmas is over because it's great that you got school supplies to start the school year, but... School year long as hell. Yeah, it is. And the <laughs> eraser on that pencil gonna get <laughs> eaten down pretty quickly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think it's important for us to be able to be there, um, provide that continuous support yeah, to these for kids for long, long term support. So I think that's important. You're fucking up the feng shui, of your outfit. Yeah, I know, man. But I need to hear. Oh, okay. My, I need to hear. <laughs> yeah. I need to hear what the hell. That polo hat said. came off real quick. Hey, man. Catch me in the streets this weekend because I'm gonna wear this tomorrow. Um, <laughs> then we gotta go. See, we gotta go see Shiny tomorrow. Oh well, shit. Now I might go buy something new. You know, I mean, be out in public and shit. Nobody will see. Between the day and tomorrow, you can repeat the outfit. Um, Only I know. Definitely wearing these shorts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Nike. Um, what else, man? It was something else. Oh, so look, man. So I got an idea, man, of something I've been trying to do, or I want to, I want to do for a while. And I've been reaching out to a bunch of my barber friends because um, I know a lot of people that own barber shops. We we going back on the world tour? Uh, that is too, but I'm, this is more important. I want to reach out to um, the homeless gentlemen that are out throughout the streets, and I want to pull up and just give everybody some haircuts because that changes who you, changes your whole swagger, your whole swagger, who you are. I mean, even if it is going to be feeling good for that one day or whatever, I just want to take a whole bunch of the cold Detroit barbers, get them, get them running up, everybody in a van. We pull up and just get out and, and get people haircuts and change their life just for that small, for that day, a week, three days while you're looking crispy. Who knows the last time these guys didn't had a haircut? Yeah. Maybe they, maybe that inspires them to, or well, shit, I can go get me a, anything. Yeah, go get me a job. Go go try. But I know how I feel when I get a haircut. Man, when like I, I literally feel like a new person. When I get out the barber chair on Saturday afternoon and I got to clean, you know, my beard lined up, my head smooth and shaved, like I can go conquer the world and somebody's mother. I think that uh, I think we we hear to serve others, you know what I'm saying? So whenever I think I can provide some sort of assistance, whether it's just for a day, minute, hour, for a short, brief time, I'm going to try to do whatever I can and do. we got to reach back out to Jackie because it's getting that time of the year. We went to the Warman Center. Uh, hopefully she has something else planned or maybe we could collab with her and make something like that happen. Yeah, you know, we do the the Spare Change have a, a event around that same time, so I'm trying to get my hands. Philanthropic efforts all and, uh, throughout the shop. Yeah, I'm trying to get my have my hands in everything I can possibly do. Because the day 
that I get the bag, they're going to try to take me out the game. Hey, man, God has been good to us and blessed us both. Yeah. You know, health, we got a, a strong, growing brand and business, got an employee now. Shout out to Sheik. What up, though? Uh, so, I mean, we're growing. We're growing. So, I mean, we got to get back. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, Let's get into the week. Yeah, man. What's, what's going on, man? Uh, first thing we should touch on is the burial of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Yes. Because it was local here, home in Detroit. It was international here. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody that meant something besides the Obamas was on Seven Mile. Facts. Bill Clinton. I saw Lauren Hill, Big Sean, uh, Messy Jesse. Fuck that nigga. Al um, Sharpton. Fuck that nigga. The Honorable Lew- Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yeah, he was sitting right next to Michael Eric Dyson, who was sitting next to... You smoke crack, don't you? Uh, Tavis. Uh, <laughs> not Tavis. Tavis. No, the, not Tavis, but Greg. Uh, Judge Matthews. Greg Mathis. Judge Greg Mathis. <laughs> I don't know about Claude Nigga. They could do look like Tavis Smiley Man, and shit. They, they, could be, they probably cousins. They Bring could be back cousins. Tavis Smiley. I hate how it ran that. Donnie, I saw Donnie Simpson yeah. in the audience. Cicely Tyson was up there. Man, Cicely Tyson looked good for a 90-year-old woman. Man, she just looked good in general. I'm like, ain't nobody going to tell her. She could stay up there till next week if she wants. Who going to tell her to sit down? Ronald Isley got yeah. up there saying, Shaka Khan. Fantasia. Man, I love me some Fantasia, dog. I do, too. Like, I, I do, too. I love me some Fantasia, dog. She seemed like one of your homegirls. Like, like I, wanted to, I wanted to hang out with her. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm perfectly cool with that idea. Shop, like and kick it. Like not even on some like I want to record this shit, but like I just want to kick it with some people. Have some drinks. Yeah. And some good conversation. So I'm positioned in, in the atmosphere. I, t- I did I tell you I had like a who asked me this? I think uh I think SJ asked me like who was on my bucket list of um like interviews because they've been knocking shit off their bucket yeah they have shout out to them on, yeah they have on the bootleg episode yeah dating uh, family you know what i'm saying they've been knocking shit off their bucket list uh with the ishan interview with the j prince j prince with the bootleg so shout out to the connected experience if you don't listen they drop a new episode every tuesday and it's actually one of my favorite podcasts actually yeah and not just because they're the homies like they have a very consistent yeah. i mean there's a lot of people that record here that i don't listen to <laughs> other than me sitting in there but yeah. uh, i like the episodes I, I listen to them more than once sometimes or or i just forward it to different people who i think like oh i know you fuck with this person so how to know but my, my bucket list of people that i want to interview it's it's a whole it's a hefty list right lofty goals but i kind of feel if I can get one on one with these people, they would say yes. Like I want to sit down. I want to. I want to. I want to sit down with Dave Chappelle. Oh, that would be great. You know what I'm saying? Like Dave, like the type of nigga that my random ass he'll sit down with versus whoever the most popular. I want to. I want to interview Dave Chappelle. Uh, I want to have a conversation with Dave Chappelle. Okay. Uh, I want to have a conversation with Most Deaf. Uh, I'm not as interested in that one, but okay. most definitely is one of my favorite people of all time. Fair enough. I yeah. mean, we we may have different. My bucket list probably sounds a little different than yeah. yours. Um, I want to sit down with Mike Tyson. Like I really want to have the conversation oh, with Mike Tyson. Uh, I love Mike Tyson, dog. Like, that'd be good. Uh, Mike Tyson, and I want to sit my my number one list. On, on my list, I want to sit down with the Honorable Lewis America. That, that's that is absolutely at the top of my list. Yeah, I would just love to sit with Farrakhan, and just listen to him. Yeah, in a like I mean, that's intimate setting. Yeah, because he gonna talk Thanks. and we're gonna say uh huh, yes, and he gonna keep talking. I'll be perfectly honest, man. It's almost happened like two different times. It's you know gonna happen. 
It's going to happen. Uh, I want to sit down with the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, and I also want to sit down with Michael Eric Dyson. So, like, them five folk, like, that's who, like, I'll be, I'll be okay um, if I can sit down with those folks. That's a good list. For me, I mean, we right on task. Two of them, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson and Farrakhan, I definitely want to sit down and talk to. I don't care what nobody say, man. I feel like I'm going to get the opportunity to sit down one-on-one with Oprah. And mm. I want to pick her brain. I wouldn't mind talking with Oprah. I would because I would talk to her about me not always being a fan of hers, and like the different perceptions uh, of that people go through in stars. Where you know people, it'll be like a whole fucking YouTube documentaries about people like, oh, this nigga is evil. This this like, fam, you don't know me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, how do you deal with certain shit? Like when you hear, like if a nigga is convinced that you're an Illuminati, right? Say you say me and you get a deal with fucking revolt, right? Mm-hmm. Soon come. You know what I'm saying? And they be like, oh, these niggas didn't sold. They sold. And then fucking expose piece come out. Like, see, when Jay was like, when he put his hands this way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that right. was him throwing up the Illuminati right, right, hand right. signal. Like, when you be looking at that shit, you, be, you could convince yourself that this shit true. But when you hear some shit about yourself that you know was 100% false, you be feeling like, nah, I know how these niggas be feeling. Oprah is so rich. She, she Half that bullshit don't even touch her ears. Why you think that, though? These motherfuckers. Nigga, did you ever see that interview when she? it was her and Ellen, and she talked about she hadn't been inside of a bank since 89? I don't go in banks. <laughs> I mean, like, besides the one I work at. <laughs> like, she took a million-dollar check to the bank just to see how it was to go back inside. Nigga, I want to be that out of touch with shit because I'm that rich. My Bank of America account, I set that shit up online. I've never been in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> nigga sent me a debit card the whole nine yards. Nigga, I may not be who I say I am. Like You I just did. you just sent them $50. They sent you a debit card. Nigga, I went online one day when I was at work and just to see if I can do it. And I got a fucking account. I mean, that's what our business account had. <laughs> like, okay. I wanted to see if I could do this shit. I'm like, oh, it, that's, that's, that's how I work. And I've never been in that bitch. They make it real convenient. Who else would I want to talk to? Uh, you said Farrakhan, Eric, Michael Eric Dyson, Oprah. If there's a, any athlete that I wanted to talk to, man, I can't even. Like, I want to talk to, like, one of the greatest shit talkers of all time. Somebody like Primetime. Oh, 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 shit. I, love I would it. love to kick it with fucking. <laughs> Primetime or Shannon. Yeah. Skip. 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 Come on, Skip. Skip. Because. I fucking. Listen, dog. Shannon get on my fucking nerves now. Now I can't stand the nigga, dog. I love Shannon Sharp. Because he got he got to let go of LeBron nuts, dog. <laughs> no matter what the conversation is, he going to find a way to suck LeBron off. No matter what. He is the GOAT, though. Of, Listen, this, of this generation, of this generation of athletes. Look, man, uh, I wouldn't mind sitting down with Primetime. He's one of my favorite. Yeah. Prime, and man, just, this is just a personal favorite because I, I'm in love with her. And Jalen Rose. Oh, yeah. Jalen for sure because he's Andy from Andy from the day. I've asked Jalen like four times. He's probably never seen the message, but I, I tweet him often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and send him DMs often like, hey, nigga. Uh. Andy, Andy from the D with yeah. uh, cash style. Okay. I want to have a one-on-one conversation with her. That's what's I up. just want you to close the door and leave the camera on. You, what, you going to be silent? <laughs> <laughs> you going to be silent like you was with no! Delicious? <laughs> hey, man, Delicious is beautiful. It, like, Cash I, pretty attractive. I don't... I don't have I don't have no shit to talk about my interaction with Delicious. I was completely, utterly done. Done, nigga. I looked into Medusa's eyes. I was glamored. Yeah. I couldn't do shit but drool and smile. 
Yeah, and man. she smells amazing. It's like a so in so and this is we in studio one, uh, but in the other studio I'm redoing it how it in there yeah, yeah. and throw some couches and shit in there making a more relaxed environment so depending on who we sit down with I want to have an actual conversation instead of them sitting up at a table with mics and they fat. I want them to be relaxed yeah, so we had have two different vibes in here yeah but going back to Aretha's funeral number one this thing lasted a full third shift it, it was of over, yeah it was like. I was at my pop's crib kicking with him, and it was like 5.30, and it was still on. Yeah. I'm like, fam, that's a whole shift. Like, I love her, and I love the Lord, and all that church shit, too. But I am <laughs> All not, that church what? All that church shit, too. <laughs> but ain't no way in hell. I'm sitting up in nobody's church for eight hours, fam. I can't do it. Oh. Hey, man, that food at the repast better be amazing. It uh, better be fucking amazing. I seen a video uh, of Tyler Perry at the funeral saying, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what? Like he said it like twice. Like you could, you didn't hear it, but you seen the mouth in it. And okay. his facial expression and when his mouth was said, he was like, Bitch, what? <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here? Dog? I mean, he did do Medea at the pulpit. <laughs> Why is it? I wonder what what's the circumstance where Tyler Perry at a funeral would say, Bitch, what? Twice. Ariana Grande singing Natural Woman would probably be one of them. Hey, Ariana Grande can sing her fucking ass. She off. can, but I thought like when I saw I, Fa- I didn't listen to it. When I saw Fantasia and Jennifer Hudson on the "We're Gonna Sing," I would feel like I would rather hear Jennifer Hudson sing "Natural Woman" because uh, I'm sure she's gonna bring the house down. Ariana Grande little ass because she's very tiny. She is. I don't understand how that monstrous voice fits inside that body. She has amazing. No, voice. I'm not knocking to say that she can't sing. I would have just preferred to see somebody else sing that song. Mm. That's all. But I mean, it was it was an incredible service, well thought out. She had, you know, everybody that meet, like people showed up for the queen. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's a it speaks to her impact. Think about this in life. She shut down the television for eight hours. No Facts. news, no talk shows, and she shut no Seven nothing. Mile down for two days. Seven Mile um, from Lasser to Telegraph shut the fuck down. It's done. It's done. With 150 pink Cadillacs outside. Yeah. I didn't know there was 150 pink Cadillacs in the state of Michigan. Like, you know what I'm saying? So she shut this shit down like the queen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was given the respect that she, that she deserves. So shout out to her. It's an incredible send off. And Shane Park is now going to be named Aretha Franklin Park. Okay. Tell us how you really feel about it because we had a conversation I, offline. I think that they should build her, her own park and name it the Aretha Franklin Park. I don't think Shane Park is Shane Park. It's Shane Park to us. Ten years from now when I when my son is taking his wife to Shane Park, it they won't even refer it. It'll be we're going down to the Aretha tonight. We're gonna see Erica Badu down at the Aretha. Yeah, I think they should build build her own park. They probably building a new uh Beach or some shit around here or something around in Detroit, the, like around downtown Riverfront area. They trying, they building something new down there. Name that whatever brand new name that shit Aretha Franklin Park. Don't give her no old shit. I mean, but it's be a, something else. It's a performance venue that means a lot to the city. I it mean, does. Col- Coleman built up the Shane Park. Got you. So <laughs> let her have her own legacy. We don't want to. I don't want to, to let. She can have her own shit. Like the Joe she Louis a, Arena, we she got... A, she a diva. She don't want no old shit that re- renamed after her. 
She changed her outfits in her casket three times. Hey, yo, that's what you call open open casket nigga, sharp. Nigga, Who she, did that body? Swanson's. Nigga, she changed that shit three times, fam. Swanson price is finna be high as giraffe pussy. Nigga, you see all this promo I got? <laughs> shit. Some of y'all niggas don't change three times in a week. Facts. Uh, so, yeah, man. So, that was that. Man, the this is slow, horrible transition. Uh, there was a tragedy in uh, this week at a Madden tournament. Oh man, that's terrible! Terrible. He killed two people in a Madden tournament and like shot like and nine. killed him. Well, he didn't kill himself, but he he should like have. nine people were injured. I watched the little video and audio. That shit was kind of. That shit was wild, fam. Yeah, it is. It's unfo- it's it's another unfortunate event. And then he he's pleading insane, so he won't have to stand trial. Like this wasn't a nigga that was going there like I'm gonna cause terror and I want to fuck some shit up. This nigga was mad that he lost. Yeah, yeah. nigga beat me and now I want to shoot some shit up. Yeah, that's wild. It is. Like that's a, like that just proves how many unstable people that there are walking around every day. Like we just don't never know how tight people is fucking wrapped and what's gonna make them snap. This is stupid. It's a fucking game. It is a game. I don't play games. That comes out every fucking year. I don't play this shit no more. Like I, I stopped having time. I sold all my shit. It's been a last Madden I bought had Dante Culpepper on the front. Oh, man, <laughs> bitch. You know what I'm saying? Last Madden I bought was like 16 because I found it at fucking. I found the shit at like Family Dollar for eight bucks on Word. PlayStation Four. Yeah, so I found that in like NBA Two K sixteen. Same mm-hmm. shit. So I mean, low key, I, low key, I sold my. Uh, nigga, I, you sold that shit when we first started. Like the podcast was really popping. Yeah, because I, I sold that shit and bought some equipment. And one of these mics came from. <laughs> I sold, came from your PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, but I, I don't, I don't mess with the game and shit no more. Cause y'all think it's kind of crazy, and I be seeing how it be how it impacts my nephews and my nieces. Like y'all niggas is like on some drugs. Like when I I can understand like when you younger. Like I got you know young sons, teenage you know a teenage son and a preteen. So I mean like this is they shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they go in the basement, and they go heavy on them video games, and I'm I'm cool with that. They play online or whatever. I just ain't got the time to dedicate to be good as fuck. Like when I was a kid, when I was in high school, and I'd get off, get out of school, I could play six, seven hours a day. Like, nigga, I ain't got seven hours to play in a week. So for fucking Madden. So for one, I was never good at Madden. Period. I've always been nice. I was never good at Madden. You put I'm me on, nice. put me on some live or any kind of fighting game or shooting game. I'm good. I'm I'm always gonna be nice. Now I can't I can't fuck with them when it comes to shit like Call of Duty. Like they yeah, gonna they gonna watch me. I'm good in that shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like on Christmas. Breakfast, you know what I'm saying? The nephews and shit, the niggas still on like the Street Fighter shit. They give me the sticks, I whoop ass. Oh, yeah, I whoop your ass in some Street Fighter. You know what I'm saying? Because the control's been the same for about 20 years. I ain't played in a while, but nephew, come get this work. You know what I'm saying? I'm handing out work. You know who to pick. Also, I'm just not going to let one of you little niggas think that you better than me in nothing. Like, in life, I'm better than you in everything. When I play my sons, I try to punish them. Yeah. Like, blow out... I I try and break their spirit. But with this Madden shooting and shit, uh, I just, I'm a strong proponent for the Second Amendment. And I just think that they should not, this sounds so counterintuitive, right? But I just think that niggas should just carry their straps on them. And when a nigga get the 
get going crazy and think he want to shoot some shit up. When this he, should be another nigga with a strap shooting shit up. Like when a nigga can shoot and have no fear of bullets coming back at him, he is able to do wild shit. But if a nigga think a bullet is going to come back at him, he not going to act the same. No, That's no. why you pull guns on people. Because when a gun is pointed at you, you act differently because I might get shot. When you go to an area where don't nobody got a gun, like you the fucking man, who going to touch you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just, the, the, the playing field should be leveled. That don't mean I want like a giant fucking shootout or that I think that every person who carries a gun should actively be involved in the shootout. What I'm saying is, if you the type. Make the threat of danger a little bit different. If you the type that carry and you comfortable carrying, I think it just, just should be fine for me to carry no matter where the fuck I'm at legally. Okay. Well, that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah. It's a, still a tragic event. It doesn't bring the lives back that are lost over a fucking video game. Uh, it's unfortunate that this young man may be able to plead out insanity. I feel like he should somebody, go to prison. Somebody pled insanity for another shooting this week. One of them one of the white boys that shot up the black people. Uh, who, let me. Uh, I hope that you go to a prison that's ninety percent black and you get ass raped. It's gonna happen. Um, Every day. I'll look for. I'm, I'm bringing my. I bring it up online. I, I'll find it. But one of these niggas uh, who did one of these mass shootings last year, he not competent to stand trial now. Dylan Roof, I think that's. No, that ain't him. Okay. Um, but either way. Fuck them either way it goes. It's it's unfortunate. It's another tragedy. Lives lost senselessly over nothing. Like, people are really out here killing each other heavy yeah. over absolutely nothing. We lost, I don't think we spoke about it, but, I mean, we lost a local another local rapper here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Team Eastside Snoop over absolutely nothing. Another young nigga just trying to come up off of his talent and was viciously murdered in you know, close to the same hood he grew up in. It's a bunch of, it's a hating ass mentality. It's, it's an ugly fucking spirit that's following you. Like, because you want to kill somebody because they doing better. They got something that you ain't got. Like you step your hustle up. Like don't count another man's pockets. Don't be envious at the fact that he worked harder, got on his grind, did what he had to do to get his money up. And you didn't, you know, uh, you know, I even lost somebody I knew, you know, this week or last week, uh, firefighter Jack mm. Wiley uh, lost, you know, killed by, you know, some young men in his neighborhood that, you know, wanted the things that he had. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen I know his family very well. Me and his brother uh, went to high school together. So it's unfortunate to see, you know, a young man that was doing so much positive for young people, positive in his neighborhood, just killed, killed in cold blood and killed senselessly. Like we was kind of talking before the mics was on, and this was like so cliche and so redundant. Which was like, no, we gotta stop killing each other. Yeah, we do. It's like just it's, it's just that plain and simple. Like we gotta stop killing each other. Why is life so devalued? Where you think you can just take mine? Like, cause I don't know if I or said take this someone shit. else's. I said this shit before, but like oftentimes I didn't always have the best grabs of my temper, right? Yeah. Uh, but oftentimes I just be thinking like Monday morning at 9 a.m. when I'm getting arraigned and I say this shit out loud, how is it going to sound? 
uh, yes, Your Honor, I shot the club up after he stepped on my Jordan 1s. Like, you know what I'm saying? You realize how fucking crazy this shit's on? The nigga, he looked at your girlfriend, so you shot him? Like, that sounds fucking insane. Yeah. But when you, in the moment, and you... You killed this man for gym shoes and a television? Like, like really? Yeah. What you gonna do with these shoes and this TV? Nothing. What you gonna sell it for? Nothing. You can't do shit or with you it. You just want a TV? Like, like Really? Yeah, that should be wild, fam. Like, it, when you break it down to the simplest form, it, it's absolutely crazy. But you know, God bless these young lives lost. You know, nothing but prayers up for them and their families. Yeah, man. Um, before we get into uh, the topic, there's two other things I did want to uh, speak on. One, two, th- two and a half, three. Did you catch? I said I wasn't going to watch it, but I end up watching it anyway. Did you watch LeBron show on HBO? No, I ain't got HBO right now. Shout out to Comcast because my cable's off until these arrangements hit in the morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm one of them. I don't. If I can make payment arrangements on it, well, fuck it, I don't care. Uh, my shit'll be back on tomorrow, and I once the cable's reactivated, I add on HBO and I check it the fuck out. Well, I mean, I wasn't gonna check it out because it's called the shop. Or some shit like that. Hey, can't sue us. We own our shit. Because he think he owned the term the shop or shop talk, like everything associated. Like he think he's on. He think he tried to sue Urban Meyer and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he dropped that shit, like shout out to everybody who fuck with us. But it's like somebody sent me the article. I, I got sent the article like like six different times. I did too. Because he thought he thinks he owns. So I was like, fuck this. You name. know, somebody else thought they could own shop talk and muscle us out of some shit. Yeah. <laughs> got that good cease and desist. Uh, and shut the fuck up. But anyway, I watched it anyway, and uh, LeBron's not that bad of a person, dog. No. Like, in real life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was in here. I, People I said, literally hate his greatness on a basketball court. No, that's not it. Like what, I was in, what do you think it is? I was sitting in on a podcast last night in here, and they was talking about sports and LeBron. It's that, like, I'd be forced to argue against LeBron so much, it appears that I don't like him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I'm a – you say Le- LeBron better than Kobe, then I'm going to give you a bunch of reasons why I don't think that is. And I'm forced to say negative shit about you just because I'm trying to win his argument. Like, I don't dislike the nigga. Yeah. I just don't like this one particular point. So you spend so much time arguing with his fans, it seems like you hate the nigga. And I don't. You know what I'm saying? But LeBron cusses just as much as I cuss. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that watching that shit. I'm like, damn, I got to stop cussing because LeBron was cussing like a motherfucker. And I mean, like, he's a young I black felt, man. I felt Just good, like us. But it felt good hearing the nigga say nigga and shit and damn. And it was this one little quote, one little piece. He was like, man, I ain't fucking white people. Now, that, they just chopped that piece up because I saw that whole conversation <laughs> about when he was going to high school yeah. and that was his initial thought that he wasn't fucking with white Low people. Low-key, that was what made me watch the whole thing. I'm like, let me see this whole shit. Yeah. But it was a... It was, a, it was it did what a good trailer should do, pull you in to want to watch it. Yeah, so um, I thought it was pretty good, man. Uh, he still don't own fucking Shop Talk podcast around this no, motherfucker. No, the fuck you don't. And uh, But it is what it is. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Uh, this new Eminem album dropped in the middle of the night. Did you fuck with it? I did. What you think? I thought that Eminem was spazzing the fuck out okay. on the first track on that bitch. Like, I, I had no see, I had no expectations, so I was impressed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's what thirteen songs on there? Yeah. I fuck with a good seven or eight of them. 
That's 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 a lot. That's, I that's more than half the album. I haven't liked the Eminem project since 2002. Yeah. I mean, I'll just throw it out there. My music pick of the week was off this Eminem album, Kamikaze, Lucky You, Eminem, and Joyner Lucas. Joyner can spit. He's got the gift. Thanks. He's got the gift. And um, maybe Joyner gets signed to Shady. Why? I don't know, man. Dr. Dre's still around cooking up beats. Is he? Yeah, nigga. Why? Who want a Dre beat? Uh, nigga, if you were blessed with the brand new Dr. Dre beat, you wouldn't try to rap on that shit? Probably not. Well, fuck you. I'm going to try and la- What's the last Dre beat that you heard? Nah, we're not going to do this. I'm asking you, what's the last Dre beat that you heard? Can you think of one? He just did a whole album like three years ago. Those were all Dre beats. Do you remember any of them songs? Yeah, All Falls on Me, Off Compton. That's like one of my favorite songs on there. Congratulations. <laughs> for I'm the master of useless information. We will on, not play this lucky. game. Because that album, when the day it dropped, niggas was sucking the album like it was the greatest thing, like the, it, the, the heavens and sweet nectars and the manna of the angels came down. It was good for me for about a week. And, and then, then I stopped like, listening to yeah. that shit. Like it was like, all right. It man. came and went. But that's how music is nowadays. It's not a lot of long standing. Not with me. It's some shit I just listen to. Yeah, it's some shit that you listen to. But, I mean, we get so much music now that we don't hold it to the same value. Like, your favorite rapper used to only drop maybe once every couple years. Which, mm, but now with niggas putting out mixtapes, unofficial projects, you get saturated with a lot more music. I love Currency. Currency putting out six, seven projects in a year. I don't want that much music. And, like, Currency is cool for the vibe. But, like, I don't want to hear you rap that long. I like Spitter, uh, and I like him. He like a cool person. Like this whole vibe. Like I don't. I don't want to hear nineteen albums from you though, fam. Like I just don't. At at some point, that shit sound exactly the same to me. Sound like smoking music, and that's fine. But I don't want to hear. I, you don't 19, smoke. I do. So I mean, it's. I don't like, want to hear nineteen albums. For, for <laughs> I mean, he puts out a lot of quality. He puts out a lot of quality content. I'm not knocking it. I just don't listen to it a lot. Okay. Well, uh, what you feel about the new Eminem? I thought that shit was dope, and I'm not like a giant. I've been listening to Eminem all week, though. Like, I've been listening to the Slim Shady LP and Martha's Mather LP. Like, I've been listening to Eminem all week, and randomly he drops this shit. It's interesting. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. I'm I'm with you that I haven't felt, like, really positive about an Eminem album since, angry. like, the mid-2000s. Throwing shots at Joe Buttons? No, fuck throwing shots. He did. First, he did some directly. He was throwing a lot of shots subliminally, and then he just find, finally came out on the title track "Kamikaze" and like buttons. I'll fasten you up. Like the weakest Joe Button metaphor. Like we've heard, we've all heard that. Everybody who dissed Joe Buttons have used that metaphor. It's before. a love tap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I'm not trying to incite a riot. I just want you to know that I heard you. I smacked you up against the back of your head, and we done with. What it. was Joe wrong? No, because I don't want to hear Eminem talking. I, I don't. I don't want to hear Eminem twenty three years into his career talking about some black, black and white issues now, like on some black power shit. No, that's I, not where I come for you. Because before. Joe didn't do anything wrong. He gave his opinion that he's a media personality now. He gave his media opinion of an he album. He was bullied into giving his opinion too, because they kept they've been asking him about Eminem for years, and he will always. Uh, he would never he say nothing. Around it. And, yeah. he, and they be like, oh, you media now. You media now. You Hollywood. You Hollywood. How? So he finally was like, all right, fuck it. Look, I didn't like this album. And then he got crucified. I don't shit. think there's nothing wrong with saying that you don't like some shit. Like, when did not liking something become hating? Yeah. I just don't like it. 
it's interesting that you bring that up because that's going to be one of our kind of like one of our main points. Yeah, like just because I give my honest opinion that it's some music that ain't for me. I don't like Lil Yachty. Now, there's a segment of people that enjoy that type of rap music. I'm not one of them niggas. I'll give you a, I'll give you an opinion that many people don't agree with. What's that? Uh, this on the list, Mook vs. Verb, right? Okay. I think Mook has lost arguably all his battles, except two. No, all, except three. All of them. Except three. Which ones do you think he won? Uh, Iron Solomon. Okay. Young Hot. You've never yeah. heard of him before or after. after yeah. Um, and Lux. Okay. Then that's it. I thought, I thought he know? lost to Jay Mills. I thought he lost to, clearly to Party Artie. Yeah. I thought he lost to Sirius Jones. And I thought he lost to Lux the first time. And I think he just lost to Verb. I feel like time. he lost to A Verb. 2 1. But for some reason, people were talking about he's undefeated and he's never lost a round. Like, nigga, I know four battles you lost. Like, you did not. I listen, I watched the Party Artie joint. I watched that shit all the time. When you was in diapers, I was in Rikers. Like, that nigga, Mookie, your bars is whack and your lingo. Like, yeah. Party, like, grown man bullied that nigga for five rounds. Mook always raps longer, and he never had no haymaker like, oh, nigga, that shit was crazy. He, he just raps a lot. Yeah. Like, I thought Lux killed him the first time. You know who else I feel like does, like, more physical battles? And maybe you can probably get what I'm saying. Like, any Detroit rappers. When you see, like, niggas like Quest, Calico, Marv One, the way they maneuver around their opponents yeah. is it can be intimidating shout, and physical. Shout out to X Factor. He was in the studio this week. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. He making a comeback? He's battled on Gnome 8. They just ain't dropped it. If, I think if uh, the Mook versus Verb battle didn't drop last Monday when it did, it would have dropped in. Okay. But Smack didn't, I mean, you can't. You can't go up against with that. Yeah. That's what's up. I love to, uh, we still want to get our Detroit battle rappers in here. We had City. Yep. Shout out to City for falling through. Mm-hmm. I still want to get Marv and Quest in here. I'm putting it out in the atmosphere. I It's like the same thing with Jay Rose. Like, I've talked to Marv back and forth on Instagram several times. We just ain't never been able to make the dots connect. Yeah, but, uh. Soon come. It's not. It's and it's perfectly fine to have an opinion on something. I don't think Mook is that good. Nah, he got some shit that be straight, but he like, oh, it went over your head. No, it didn't. Nah, because I can understand. I comprehend very well. Very well. The shit was just. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a reach, and it was kind of weak. Yeah. Uh, but final thing before we jump into the topic, you take a listen to the Kanye West interview. I did. What'd you think? First of all, Kanye actually sounded sober and like he was talking with a clear mind, which mm-hmm. we haven't heard from him in quite a long time. Uh, I like the fact that he went back home to Chicago and had this interview. I like the fact that he's fucking with his old management because he sees that what he was doing previously just wasn't working. And, you know, I like the fact that that nigga apologized and, and talked back some of that bullshit he was talking previously about slavery talk, being. He didn't talk it back. He explained it. He didn't talk. He, didn't, he apologized he, to that slavery shit. He apologized how you felt about it. He didn't say, I'm sorry for saying it. He said, I'm sorry how it came off. And he explained it more in depth. Mm. And like, I can't argue with the way you're thinking. Like you explain your your way of thought and what you thought you was doing. I ain't got to like it. I ain't got to agree with it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like the interviewers. 
on this joint. Kendra G, you know, she a big thing out there in Chicago and all of them. I didn't like the morning show and how they interacted with him at all, to be perfectly honest. And I felt like they was really, really happy to have Kanye West on their show. And they tried to get like some sound bites and shit like that. Uh, example number one, Kanye says he has been diagnosed because he's bi- he's bipolar. And bipolar and he's schizophrenic or some shit like that. He like literally just said that and said, I'm, I haven't taken my medicine in five months and I'm this sober. And then Kendra G. So, so you are, so you do have mental health issues. Like, why, why'd you just say that? Like, I'm li- I literally just told you that. I'm, I literally just told you specifically what I have. So you do got mental health issues. And he stopped like, <laughs> he kind of stopped and caught himself like, fuck is you doing? Like, yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like how they kept referencing you got taken by the Kardashians and now you back home. That's like that's not your real family. We your real family. Fam, that's disrespectful. That's his wife. Like hey to the love it. Kim is his wife. They got three children rather right now, right? Yeah. Like, no, that's his wife. Don't tell that man that it felt like they you back with your real family, nigga. No, this is my actual family, the one that I created. Like this is my wife. You don't got to like her. You know what I'm saying? He even broke down. Like I think the reason that she's so sane and how she deals with the media and everything like that because she always has her entire family with her. Like they go through that shit together. Mm, I didn't think about it like that. And he said he like I got. She has her entire family with her, so she always got her backbone, her support with her. Like me, I'm out here fucked up because Don C not with me no more. These people not here with me. I don't feel like I got the right backing behind me. And he, but he he did say he went and got it back. Yeah, and he felt like I'm going through my mental health issues, and I don't think that y'all should be attacking me the way that y'all attack. Essentially, he was like, "Listen, y'all niggas attacking me, and y'all know I'm crazy." For lack of a better term, that's the un. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all know ain't I got to be politically correct. Y'all know I'm crazy, and y'all still attacking me. Drake, I thought you was wrong. Like, you know I'm out here fucked yeah, up. Yeah, and I did see the part where they was, like, trying to pull him into that whole Drake, like, push a T conversation. Did, so did you, is you the one that told him, like, look, nigga, I'm Kanye fucking West. I don't got time to be talking about who baby mama is. He was like, no, I didn't tell him that. You know what I'm saying? You keep trying to pull me back into this bullshit. No, nigga, I'm going through my shit. If you got a problem with me, I think you should call me and you should text me instead of sending me purple demon emoji faces. <laughs> <laughs> that was a <the> thing. <laughs> he said Drake was sending him the purple demon emoji text. Being Drake, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Oh man! But like you know, what if I'm that saying? ain't some light skinned nigga shit, speaking the pot calling the kettle a nigga. <laughs> pot be kettle. <laughs> but if that ain't some light skin nigga shit. But you know what I'm saying? Like he was basically saying that shit and they was like um he talked about him in Rhyme Fest like look, essentially he was like, "Look, man. I love everybody." And they were like, "So we don't like you that cuz you you supporting you supporting Trump." And he kind of was saying like, "Look, it's not that I don't, that I'm supporting Trump. Is that I'm I'm trying to tell you that I love everybody." Like, so by default, yeah. So th- when you ask me this question directly, and a lot of times they ask him a question, he would sit there for like a long period of time and not say nothing, which I liked. And I liked that they didn't jump and answer or anything, but he'll sit there, it'd be like 30 seconds. And then he'll answer. You got to gather your thoughts and make sure you get the right answer. I mean, because he'd been giving us a lot of 
off the cuff shit, and it's presented him in a different light. I hope that I hope that Kanye is back to whatever semblance of normal that is for him. I hope we get another incredible Kanye West album. I'm a fan. Like I've been disappointed with his music as of late because I I want something more from him. Like remember when when that MAGA hat and all that shit first came out? Like we, I got on here and I killed the nigga. And then like the next week I was like, I don't think he's well. You know what I'm saying? Like so now I feel differently about it. And then this just confirmed it. Like he he wasn't he not well. He wasn't well. And I got weird ass thoughts that I I can't get out correctly. That I, sometimes I try to explain express them on the podcast or whatever it may come out halfway good halfway like i got one of shit that if if i don't say it correctly niggas gonna look at me like what's wrong with you and let me say something just wholeheartedly that i, f- I honestly feel when you lose your mother when you <laughs> when you lose that part of you it changes something in you you understand i mean me and you have gone through it personally and i can just speak for myself it changed something in me yeah i ain't the same no more than when i had my mother here in life man to talk to to deal with to bounce shit off of like once you lose if that, was that your, if that was your rock if that was your place to get you centered who who centers you right you know what i'm saying i just got left from talking to my pops you know uh my parents uh would be 40th anniversary is this Sunday. You know what I'm saying? It's a hard time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's who centered my father. Yeah. That's who centered me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I can only imagine what 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 he going through with his with all this other and stuff. And to be in the spotlight and have to also deal with that alone. Yeah. And for him to feel responsible for it. Yeah. Because the surgery that the complications that ultimately um Play a role, and you know what I'm saying. So he deal with a lot of shit. Yeah, but but hopefully, you know, we get a a clean, safe, sane Kanye back, and I get great Kanye West albums. I enjoyed the interview. Um, I thought he handled himself well in the interview. I did not like the interviewers. I don't like that you think that your opinion is absolute, and because you think of it a certain way, it's that way. Period, and that's just not fair. Yeah. My thoughts and opinions are not absolute. You got to make room for other people to think differently than you. And there's nothing wrong with having an independent thought, which leads us into our topic for today. Yes. Now, um, our topic for today is it was stolen. Uh, no, it wasn't stolen. It was gifted to us. Yeah, it was gifted. Um, young lady, I follow on the socials. Um, very intrigued by this young lady, by the way. Um And I'm like, I'm going to talk about this. And it says, why is it difficult to have honest, transparent conversations? Okay. And there's a couple bullet points that we're going to go over. But just in general, like, what do you think? Uh, Because people are scared to give how they feel truthfully to other people. I don't think. We all have an idea of how we want things to go. Yeah. You know, you you got a scenario played out in your head of when I do this, this is going to happen. This mm-hmm. is my fairy tale and perfect ending. This is how I would like it to happen. But everybody's different. You know, you may life doesn't come with a script. I'm not going to respond to something in the way that you have it envisioned in your head. Right. You know, people try and tiptoe around upsetting other people. They want to be people pleasers. They want to make everyone happy. And when you come into it with a sense of conflict, uh, some uh, a difference of opinion why often you, causes conflict. Why do you think that is? 
and the reason I say that is because like because we we be stuck on our own bullshit. Like we kind of like avoid conflict, right? In certain situations, but, I avoid conflict. But humans are like some violent, conflict-driven people. Nothing in the history of America has been resolved without conflict. Nothing. I mean, like we, I mean, like humans. And typically, violence involved as well. Humans, we a parasite. Like on some on some technical shit. Like we destroy everything. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Like we we, we are get, destroying planet Earth as we speak. And we we get here, we multiply, and like we we destroy shit. Like we don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, I wonder what is it about? Should is in our in our core in our being? Do we really want peace though? Because it, it was. I think that's the what it is. In our core in our being, we want what we want, and we. We wanted to look the way that we wanted to look and feel the way that we wanted to feel. Everybody has their own separate agenda, feelings, thoughts. Now, some things may align and be similar to one another, but we all have a different view of how we want to live our life, how we want our jobs to be, how we want our children to be, how we want our spouse to be. And typically, life never goes according to the plan that you have in your head. All right, so look, first bullet point is, is why is it hard to call a friend or a loved one out on their bullshit? Because we're afraid to hurt their feelings. That's all. We're afraid to hurt them with the truth. So we we doing it out of love? Yeah. I would I would prefer prefer to be corrected out of a place of love. I'm on I have certain friends that are like true friends. Niggas that I consider not even friends but family at this point in my Thanks. life. And when I'm on some bullshit, and they see that I'm on some bullshit, a nigga may pick up the phone and be like, hey, I heard something you said on the podcast. You know you're on some fuck shit for that, and that shit was wrong as fuck. And I and I take that with, and I, I'm accepting to it because that's somebody I care about, and I know they're giving me the truth with shit. I say a lot of wild shit on this motherfucker. It's only two people that didn't check me on some shit I didn't say on the podcast. Okay. Um... And nobody else says anything. Some of the shit that I, I listen back, like I was, I mean, I mean, it's tongue in cheek, tongue, like to a certain extent. 80, but but some sometimes I like, say some shit. And some it, of this shit be like eighty percent based in the truth, twenty percent just kind of turn the shit up just a little bit. And yeah. sometimes just be a hundred percent. Like no, I really do feel like this. But uh, one of my homeboys, uh, Marcel, uh, this was like one of my best friends growing up, stayed next door to me and shit. He's out of state. We don't be, we not in contact as much. You know what I'm saying? As we used to be way back in the day, but the nigga we was we every once in a while we catch we catch up on the phone, we kick it for an hour or so and shit. And he was like, "Man, you be really and it hurt my feelings when I like not hurt my feelings, but it made me think." He was like, "Dog, you be really wilding when you be talking about God, Jesus, and church." You do, and I thought about it because. Of my background and how I grew up, right? No one should be able to look at me and feel that I'll be wilding on those particular subjects. Okay. Uh, like you you should live out certain things through your actions. However, the way it comes across, or this is when I say it, like depending on some things I may say on the podcast, I may not express them how I want to express them. Yeah. Or I'll listen back. Because we're not scripted. We we moving and in the moment and shit, and sometimes shit come across in the moment. I tell you what, and this oftentimes, this is what happens, and I listen back to episodes, and uh, Nene called me out on this, not called me out, but mentioned, like, because uh, she know me. She know my, my she know me, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, I can tell 
you was about to say something else, but you never got to your point. Like I start saying some shit, you know what I'm saying? We bouncing stuff off and I, I will literally begin the sentence to say it and then I never say it. Okay. And like, I like, damn, I forgot. I actually never said that point. So while we talking or you may, all right, boom, Dame talking. When he finished, I bring this point up. But by that time, we we're talking about something, something else. else. But in my mind, I've already said the shit. You know what I I'm saying? You. And so when I listen back, like, oh, that didn't come across as clear as I thought it was because I, <laughs> I thought I explained this. Or I say the shit a little bit more brass, a little bit more crass um, than most people can I mean, handle. shit, I remember the first time we met one of our partners, Muddy. I had said something in the studio about Jesus can't save you. You're here to save yourself. Oh, and yeah, I, Muddy. Uh, I understand. But Muddy, I understand his his relationship with religion because yeah. of his father. So, I mean, we... We were able to talk that out, but I mean, he probably thought I was fucking wilding the first time we met each other. Yeah, man, this young lady. Uh, I don't know why, but she thought that I told. I don't know why, but she said she thought that I told her that I didn't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? And and I told her we was gonna have a conversation about it, or whatever. That's mm-hmm. not what I said. Uh, totally not what I said. Right. But when we finally had a conversation, she brought it up. I was like, "You said you like you." Because she was like, so why don't you believe in God? I was like, huh? Because it caught me off guard. Like, what? I'm like, I never said that. I'm like, no, yes, you did. Like, no, the fuck I didn't. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't. But um, it was interesting. But sometimes we think that we are communicating clearly and we are not communicating clearly. Yeah. So we want to talk about communication and being very straightforward and honest. Why is it hard to call people out? On bullshit. I think it's like, I'll give you some. There's not one definite answer mm-hmm. because there's a bunch of different answers. One, you may be guilty of the same thing. True. Um, so you don't want to feel like a hypocrite. Whether I did the shit too, if I can see where a flaw is at, say something. Yeah. I may be the pers- best person to speak on it because I fucked up too. I know. <laughs> People don't want to put that spotlight on themselves. And, yeah. I, and I get that. Two, um, People want to be loved. Facts. People want to be loved and people want to be liked. And when you call somebody else out on a BS, you risk people not liking you, not loving you, not being looked at in a good light. And that's some very selfish shit. Like it's it's everything that you do is about yourself. Yeah. It's not a it's not about the other person. You wanna say everything? That's 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 one of them absolute statements. Not everything you do is for yourself. If you, what if you, you find joy in helping other people? Mm -hmm. I find joy in helping other people, but that act gives me joy. So is it really self-serving? Like when I do this, I get endorphins from it. I like helping people, but. But but maybe what the other person is receiving is much more gratifying than what you're giving. I'm not saying that as in like, that's a negative or like some sort of nefarious thing or whatever, but like. When you help somebody do something and that's as something you enjoy doing, like you get a benefit from it, too. OK, because, you know, what I'm saying like you wouldn't hurt. Well, most people wouldn't hurt themselves to go out the way some people do. But like a lot of things that you do are self-serving. So you may be being nice to somebody and you could probably really help them, but you don't want to be looked at as a bad person or mean or whatever. So you may not help them. And that's kind of like self-serving. Right. It is. It is. Um, I'm not afraid to call people I love out on their bullshit. Like, cause sometimes the shit just needs to be said. 
you know, I think it's more. I, I think I don't love you if I let you continue on with your bullshit and let you thinking that you're right or you're doing the right thing. Like there is, there's love and chastisement. Mm-hmm. There's love and discipline. Yeah, uh, and not necessarily like the physical aspect of discipline, but like. You know, because I love you, I'm going to correct you in hopes that you do better moving forward. And I would hope that people that love me or care about me would do the same damn thing if they saw me on the edge. I mean, me and you have even had conversations and you'd be like, nigga, you was wilding. But I I know that's not from a a place of of hurtfulness. I mean, it's we're genuinely friends outside of the podcast. So I understand that like when you say certain shit to me it's coming from a place of love, a place of friendship and a place of knowing me for the amount of time that we've known each other that, you know, you, you saw something that may have been ingenuine or you didn't feel that was appropriate for me to say. And you'll, you know, pull me to the side and say it in a, in a loving manner. Yeah. Um, Also, I kind of think that sometimes we are comfortable with the relationships that you have with some people, um, this person adds something inside into your life. And if I tell them and call them on their bullshit, they may withdraw themselves from me. Facts. And like, I'm going to deal with this shitty person because I want this person in my life. I don't want to lose this person. I don't want shitty ass people in my life though. I, I don't know. I mean, cause we, you may. Cause I, how good is that vagina? Well, not on that aspect, because I know I'm cool. Everybody that I that I'm cool with and friends with, oh yeah, with, yeah, some of who, them are just terrible people. Everybody that I'm cool with, or friends with, or, or people I call my brothers and all that shit, like everybody is not on top of the table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. everybody don't. They play, ain't all angels. They ain't <laughs> angels. They don't play by the the legal rules. Some of them are very deep in illegal shit. I right? got a situation I got to deal with tomorrow, and I know there's a set of friends that I'm gonna make some calls to tonight. To help deal with that situation. Yeah, like, and they're so, not the they not to the go to church on first Sunday, friends. So with other people that you deal with, like, no, this is generally legitimately my friend, but the way your lifestyle could put is counteractive to counter, mine. Yeah. <laughs> However, we got a common ground somewhere. And I think that you we be so familiar with that common ground that we don't want to lose that. And maybe we should call them out, like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't have shot that dude. <laughs> you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like the nigga just stepped on your air once. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe that was a bad idea. Never happened, you. by the way. <laughs> Never happened. Hypothetical. Never lost. <laughs> uh, number two, which is kind of like number one, why are we hesitant to tell someone how we, well, I don't know. Well, Why are we hesitant to tell somebody how we really feel about them? Because you don't know what their reaction going to be. You don't know how they're going to receive that information. And sometimes you just don't want to deal with that bullshit. There is somebody very close to me that I love to death, to death. Love them to the mud. But I know when I say certain shit, I just don't know what the fuck I'm going to get back. So sometimes, you know what, to save myself the headache, to have a good evening, you know, to have a good conversation, I just let the shit go because I ain't got time for it. I think it's like, for me, I know, I cannot anticipate your reaction. Right. And I don't think that you are going to accurately anticipate my reaction i get what you're saying so like sometimes if you say some shit it can't be unsaid and people be like well this shit is gonna change forever what if it don't <laughs> <laughs> like all right i shot my shot it ain't work out like i'm cool with not like i'm not about to act funny and shit like yeah i can be cool can, can you be cool you know what i'm saying or and i feel you on that because there <laughs> i've had people that i've dated and 
you know, for the most part, dating and relationships typically don't turn out the way you want them to. Like, that's why most of us ain't in relationships or ain't married because we shoot our shots. Shit happens. You may date somebody and you might figure out what you were attracted to, what you were infatuated with in the beginning isn't genuine. It isn't long lasting. It isn't long standing. I've dated people and not to say it wasn't genuine, but I mean, feelings didn't develop at the same time. They didn't grow at the same rate. I still run into them. And when I see them on my end, ain't no animosity. Ain't no funny feelings. Like, I get it. Shit just didn't work how we may have anticipated that it would, but we can still be cordial. We can still sit in the same room, and you don't have to worry about me trying to push up on you or say something out of the way. Like, the shit just didn't didn't go, you know, in one direction. That's all. How much uh, do you put into – so they say past acts is the greatest um, anticipation – anticipator of or predictor of future – events okay so how you reacted in the past well in the past when i said this this happened right so if i say this shit again i'm afraid this might happen again you know what i'm saying like i mean we are all creatures of habit in some sense or shape of it um so yeah i let that be an indicator because if i know if i said something to you that what that was say very mild and you went off the deep end with it well when I say some shit that's, that I know is going to burn you or make you feel a certain way, maybe I don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah. I can just let it be. i tell you, I used to suffer from this often, but the book, The Four Agreements, kind of helped me with that shit. And it pretty much basically, uh, like nothing is about you. It's always about them. So whatever I say to you, no matter if I say, dog, you're a piece of shit. And then you flip out and you angry and you start crying and you run out the room. That's not my fault, dog. <laughs> now, I know it, it may appear. No, no, I feel, I feel exactly it, what you're saying. It, it may appear that that's my fault because I said it and then that was the next reaction. But what really is the issue is it's all on you. Because is that you are really a piece of shit. No, whatever has happened into your life that led you up into that moment that when you heard that, it impacted you that way. You had no control over the 13 other people that's told them that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You had no other, you had no control over This time was the one that made, was the tipping point. Yeah. But that's not about me. That's about you, how you reacted to that information. And once I was able to understand that when, if a relationship don't work out or if a job don't work out, if a situation don't work out, it's not, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. Even though that person say something directly to me, it's about them. So that kind of helps me maneuver through that second one. Because I used to care, and I've been caring less lately, less and less. It's easier that way. It really is. All right, so how can we <laughs> – I go – is it – why are we so hesitant to give a no because I don't want to as the real reason why we decline? I am not. If I don't want to do some shit, I ain't even going to bullshit you like I'm going to be there. Nope. It ain't coming. And I don't respond to the why not. In all cases – yeah. I don't know, Dan. Well, mate. No, I take that back. <laughs> I take that back because my boss invited me to something last week, and I just gave her a bullshit reason why I couldn't come. But I ain't want to I ain't, I ain't deal with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't want to fuck. She, <laughs> so it was a community involved. It was a community involvement event, but it involved dogs. And my theory with dogs are just like kids. I like mine. I don't like other people's. I'm about to adopt a dog, by the way. 
Good for you. I'm coming off the midnight shift. I'm about to be out here. Okay. Living, you living a real, living, living a, your best life. Living a normal life in a couple. In about How does that shit so. feel, my nigga? You've been on midnights for like years. Three years. No, over three years, actually. I've been working midnights. You know what I'm saying? And uh, anyway, we'll we get to this later. You okay. know what I'm saying? But nah, I, I did glaze her over with some bullshit answer. But like people I know personally, like there's some, there's certain shit I just don't want to do. Yeah. I don't want to get up early to come to brunch. Because I don't like it, and I don't want to sit with your bougie-ass friends. No. I tell you what, dog. You've seen all the memes and the cliches and shit about learning to say no. That's a difficult thing to do. It is. It is. It's a. It's definitely a skill trait. Yeah. It's a skill not for me to offer up information sometimes to certain people, if you care about their feelings. Because I just think about what you're thinking on the other end of that text message. Mm-hmm. But now that I leave my text on read... Um, I stop caring less and less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because leaving your shit on read make you a cold-hearted motherfucker. It really do seem that way, but I don't care no more. And my shit is on red, fam. Yeah. I've read it. <laughs> I, I got it. I, it. <laughs> I got it. I looked at it. He texted me like, hey, did you get my message? That shit you said saw red. it. You saw it. Though It said delivered and it told you what time I read it. <laughs> so you know I did. <laughs> Though I do got an Apple Watch, so I do will clear a fucking message off my watch and it would say red when I never. I don't have an that. Apple Watch, but I will open up this phone, look at your motherfucking message, <laughs> and set this bitch right back down yeah. and go back to watching TV. But uh, this given a no, I'm straight. I've been practicing that shit at work. I'm fucking amazing with that shit at work. No, to the point where they just don't ask me shit. We are no, no. Jay, you want to work Saturday? No. Can't. Want to come? Want to cover Karen? No. Can't do it. Got those TPS reports? <laughs> Put the cover sheet on those TPS reports, please. <laughs> no. Um, but I'd be thinking like, because normally off in the past, you know, you typically give an explanation. No, I can't. I can't make it because of. That's why, like, I hate when motherfucker hit me up like, what you doing? No, oh, I hate I hate being back into that conversation. What, what you doing on Thursday? What the fuck do you want me to do on Thursday? <laughs> right. Like, don't give me, hit me one. I was like, what you need? Dog? Hey, ain't you off on Thursdays? What you want, man? Hey, don't don't you still got a truck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, I got rid of my fucking truck, which I'm mad now. I want my now I won't get my fucking pickup back, dog. Because but mean, niggas will call you with that shit. Hey, don't, don't, you you still got that pickup truck? So yeah. I got this refrigerator in Pontiac. Damn, got a lot of fucking friends when I had my fucking pickup. I bet you everybody did. hit me with sob stories. Hey man, what's going on? How your day going? Like fam, don't butter me up, nigga. Ask me what you need to ask me, fam. I hate when niggas hit you with the humble voice. Hey, oh shit, what's up, man? So what's what's been going what's going on in the work? One of my homeboys do that shit all the time, and I and I make fun of him for doing that shit. And I know why he does it because he he thinks it's rude to just call somebody and just ask him for something. Like he 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 really thinks that's rude. I mean it is, but that's just what people do. Yeah, but all, usually time when they butter you up, it's like it's fake. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. it's, it's it's ingenuine <laughs> as fuck. And yeah. I'm like Judy with this shit. Don't small talk. Me. Yeah. Like, let's just get to the meat and potatoes of this shit. So what are you asking me to do so I can decide right now? He really only want to get it passed because like I like he he has an issue with just calling somebody and asking for something. Okay. So he gotta like hope, work his way up to hope it. all is well with you, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm like, all right, cool. Now on the other hand, I'm thinking, like, all right, this nigga, get to it. But whatever. I'm cool with that. Other than that, dog, don't hit me with the what you doing on Thursday? Hey man, I'm moving from into <laughs> a new apartment and I need somebody to help help me move. I'm like, nah, my nigga. 
Like certain shit you can just call me with and we can just get it over with plain and simple. I put it out there like this. I don't do manual labor shit. What you mean? I don't like cutting grass. I don't like lifting shit. I don't like fixing shit. I don't I don't want to help you move. Well, Dame, you're not that savvy on the computer either, nigga. So <laughs> fuck do you do? <laughs> I talk shit behind this motherfucking mic and like, I do that shit very motherfucking well. You look like a fucking dad behind a computer and shit, dog. <laughs> nigga, I type with two fingers. <laughs> like, the pointer on each one. This nigga not technical. He ain't doing no manual labor. Like, goddamn. Uh I'm good at making babies and talking shit. So look, man, the next And fucking single mothers. <laughs> Why are we hesitant? To say I love you, I appreciate you, or I'm proud of you just because. I don't know. For me, after having kids, I find uh, I just do that shit a lot more often now. Because, like, nigga, I can't even front. Like, first day of school is next week, and I'm going to be a teary-eyed mess on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Because I love my kids, and I'm proud as fuck of them. Right. And I see them go, like, my oldest going into 10th grade. I've been taking him the first day of school since, like, preschool. Yeah. I'm because his mother always worked a different shift. Don't don't cry on the. I am right going now. to cry, my nigga. Like if you call me Tuesday afternoon, I'm gonna have to send you the voicemail because I can't talk. He in the tenth grade, nigga. I don't care. It's my baby. He about to have a fucking baby himself. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm too, I'm too young to be a fucking grandfather. He about to be a granddaddy. He's nigga. not having sex. Shit, watch. <laughs> I don't want him to. I don't want him to fuck. I'm gonna send this some young girls. Nah, he got it, dog. He gonna go to school that first day with that ponytail wet and <laughs> and all balled up tight. And I t- and he, I heard him talking to one we'll of his little slide up like a Mariana. I heard him talking to one of his little homies talking about you know it's gonna be brand new girls there on Tuesday. Nigga. So I already know where his focus is. He on the hunt. Don't be on the hunt. Hey man, just be on the hunt in them grades. <laughs> I can't be a grandfather because I can't help you. Yeah. I can't help you. I'm still in the thick of this shit myself. Like I'm, and they'll make me pay child support so for who, your fucking baby. Who the last person that you just called and like I love you, I appreciate you just 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 cause? Uh I got a good friend of mine, my my friend Ashanti. And you know, man, she she a single mother and and she do it. You know what I'm saying? Like her son. Her son, my somebody I look at as like my nephew, like he on top of the ball. He about to start high school with my with my son. They both gonna be going to going to the same school together. I've seen her like make miracles out of nothing, you know, and just be an incredible single mother, an incredible mother, and just a human being. And I'm like, I'm really proud of her because I've known her literally since I was like 15. I've seen her struggles. I've seen her come out of them and just be an incredible woman. I have an ex of mine that I'll call up occasionally and just tell her that I'm proud of her because she's a single mother of three kids. You know, her oldest daughter, you know, she was a teenage mother Mm -hmm. of two children. Her oldest daughter is at Michigan State now. Her other daughter is going to graduate this year. And I've seen her, like, make something, like, literally make something out of nothing and turn her life around completely. And I'm, I'm absolutely proud of her. Started her own business. So, I mean, there, there are women in my life, there are people in my life that I can – and it's no hate. Like, I'm genuinely proud of and I'm happy for them. Man, it is. I got a lot of folks like that. But I don't necessarily call them out the blue and say that. Um, got to give people their flowers, man. Facts. So we've been trying a new thing where we've been trying to do that on everybody's birthday. Just let them know. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. like, niggas, you won't. Like, so all the, or, or, when the homies' birthday come through, I'm posting niggas up. Like, shout out to blah, blah, blah. And then in our group chat and just in general, we always hang out and everything. Make sure we give them. They flowers and shit. 
that's some shit that the girls do, but the niggas don't really do that a lot. No, we don't. You know what I'm saying? And I think we should because the only time that you post your homeboys shouldn't be when they die. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's your mans that y'all been down for 15, 20, 25 years and shit, like, don't be the nigga that's posting. Now that she gone, now you posting all your they'll throwback part Thursday pictures with y'all and them bitches together and shit. Like, don't don't let that be the case. I know all, I got, like, a lot of female friends, and sometimes signals can get crossed. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, I just be being nice. And now you think I'm Look at this thirsty-ass nigga no, Jason trying not, to get some pussy. Now you think I'm in love with you and shit. But, like, <laughs> I, I just really think you out here grinding this shit. Like, I feel you know you. what I'm saying? Like, I feel you. I, I'm not in love with you, but... Uh, not even secretly. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> I felt uncomfortable, though. Uh, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud of you, too, brother. I mean, all them damn kids, and you still making it work every day. So, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Hey, gotta, man, gotta keep FOC fed, you know my nigga. Saying? You still make it up in this bitch every Friday. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So uh, this is my this is my solace. You know this saying? is my safe place. I can come here and say whatever I want. Man, I was thinking about like, damn dog, I think I'm stuck doing this podcast forever. Like, fuck am I gonna do if I didn't do the podcast? Like, I will fill a void if I didn't get to talk on the microphone. But eventually we're gonna week. eventually we're gonna grow and do something different. I don't I still wanna be able to give the people the podcast, no matter what I'm doing. Yeah, but maybe we'll do it with less frequency. We'll do it twice a month or once a month. Like, it'll be an event. Like so We'll have some other shit going on. Because I'll put it like this. Once we sign this TV deal, uh, I'm just going to keep throwing that shit in the air. Once we sign this TV deal for all these different projects I'm working on, and I'm able to put out content on a consistent basis or high-quality content, I'm low key. I'm still gonna want to do the podcast one. Like shit happens that I want to get off, but you know. But what it ain't gonna be, be every. Different. It ain't gonna be every week because you're gonna be in New York. I'm gonna be in Cali. Like shit, shit will be different. Hey, but man, when the bag come in, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's a studio somewhere. You know what I'm saying. Niggas don't gotta be in the same studio. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. You got an hour. Pick up the phone, somebody. But that's what it is. Um, I, but put like this. I think we need to do that more. I need. I think we need to tell people how we feel about them, express them, family members. Cause like, don't be crying at your aunt's funeral all tough and you ain't talked to her in months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I Sitting know, on I, some old beef or some old unsettled feelings yeah. and you ain't picked up the phone because we often act like we got tomorrow. I can take care of it later. Yeah. I can do it a week from now. I'll reach out to her next month. And they, we don't know, like, we don't know when any of us is going to punch the clock and be up out of here. Like, I'm grateful that I can wake up every day or come here on my Fridays and we can kick it and do this. But it's no guarantee that yeah. come next Friday, either one of us is still going to be above the dirt. Yeah. Hey, man, this next one, man, is uh, one that I, I need help in. And it's asked for help. Okay. Like, why are we so... Because we're afraid of other people's opinions and how they're going to look at us. Like, people feel like asking for help is a sign of weakness. But you can't do it all by yourself. There's no one-man team. So, this are, I'll share some of my own my personal struggles. Is that um, I'm always available for assistance. I'm always available for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't turn my fucking ringer off for the most part. Like, my phone, I, gotta, I have a fear of not being there for somebody when they call me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I try to make myself available for all my friends and my families and things of that nature. But conversely, I don't want to be a burden on nobody. And when I help people, 
I literally don't think of that as a burden. So I don't understand why I have this. Why I think because you look, I, you view your own personal struggles or dealings as something, something completely different. You know, if you are a giving person, you don't mind giving, but it's it may be hard for you to receive or to ask for those things that you give to other people. I know I've been in struggles. You know, I got a partner of mine. I love him to death. It's like a brother to me. And I remember I had a legal struggle last year and something I was going through, and I was just calling him just to just to vent, you know, just to kind of talk about the shit. And he he just straight up hit me up. He was like, do you need something? Like, is it financial? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not calling you asking you for yeah. for money or asking you for help. But like, hell yeah, that should that should have eased it up. Like that nigga sent a thousand dollars to my account like within the hour, and I mean that that shit helped me get out of a bind. Like in the in the interim, it helped me with my legal situation in the interim. But I wasn't I wasn't asking I wasn't asking anybody for the yeah. money because in my mind, like I got myself into this shit. I can figure it the fuck out and get myself out of it. But he heard a genuine need in my voice. Not even that I was asking for the help. He knew that he could help. He was in a better financial position than I was at the time. Sent me the cash and he was like, I know you'll get it back to me. Don't worry about that. Get yourself out of the position that you're in right now. Man, this asking for help shit, man. It'd be like kind of twofold. One, I'd be thinking that don't nobody want to be bothered. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want to be a bother and I ain't trying to fuck with you. But depending on what it is, like I'll ask my dad in a minute for some help building some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, could you come over here and look at this shit? Help me, help me do this. Help me do this. Like, all right, I want to build this such and such dad because he, my fucking dad, can make anything. You I know mean, what I'm saying? The whooping house, the, <laughs> the belt of doom, <laughs> the whooping stick of doom. And now that I think about it, you know what I'm saying? My dad, he a great, he a great man, dog. Yeah, in real life. Uh, we he, was raised by real men. Facts. Like super, 100%. super duper facts. Like my father grew up with Butch Jones and that whole little area all through Jackson and everything. And while everybody was getting money and doing what they were supposed what what they wasn't supposed to be doing, this nigga went and got a job at the water department at like 18 and 19. Married my mom. And when he was eight, 19, she was like 18, whatever. And like did the thing. Yeah. Like nigga, everybody heard balling, selling drugs at a high rate. Making all this fucking money, and I'm working hard to provide for and my family. And working hard, you know what I'm saying? Into, until retirement, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Anyway, but he made us some some wrestling belts. Like we was always into wrestling, so he, you know, he paint and do all this shit. Like he made the cardboard belts, he painted them bitches, and you know what I'm saying? Had them. I don't know why. Randomly, I thought about that. I had totally forgot about this shit. You still had his belt. I that's what I that's what I was like, Doc. I wonder where these fucking belts at. But they, I'm, I'm sure they're sure they're long gone. But he made me and my brother. We both dope. both belts because we couldn't buy them bitches. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But he made them bitches. They was at a cardboard, but he painted them and the whole night. Hey man, y'all, yeah, they was the real thing. <laughs> you was WWF shit, nigga. You couldn't tell me nothing. So I got the and the reason I'm saying I'm pointing to this fucking championship belt I got here in the in the studio and it's always with me because I feel like I'm a champion in life. I mean, we are we excel at everything. We are above average at everything that we try, yeah. and we. Have never lost. But I do need to work on this help shit because, like, I got a lot of, I know a lot of people, right? Like, I'm a knowable type of person, like I said. And I <laughs> Old noble-ass, knighted-around-table-ass nigga. And I don't use my resources. Now, you know I feel saying? you because sometimes I'd be afraid to ask niggas for them favors because I know everybody's hitting up their line, like, this asking for is. something. I don't ever want to come across as I'm trying to take advantage of you. 
Right. Because no one wants to be, I don't want to be taken advantage of. And but I it's not what feel. you know, it's who you know oftentimes. Yeah. And we like being in the podcast, meeting a lot of new people everywhere that we go, making the connections that we have made in the past two years. Like sometimes we need to probably just pick up this this phone a little bit more and be like, hey, yo, I need to get in touch with yeah. this nigga because we need to talk to him. And you know how many times nigga Charlie came in like, look, nigga, whoever you want in the city, if you want them to come on your show, just give me a call. And I will put them on your show. I mean, we're we're going to use that once you know, you know, once saying? that situation changes, we're definitely going to use that because I still want to get. It's a lot of Detroit legends that I need to talk to. Shit, the twins even knocked off DDT. Yeah, and that was somebody that we've been well, talking said, about talking said, to for a like, long man, time. Yeah, he said like, yeah, I've been. I mean, he wanted to do this show. He we've been asking him to do this show for a minute. So he said he in the neighborhood. He right around the corner. He said, let us know. He do it, so. we we about to have them on then. But I wanted to wait a little while because I didn't let want, they show give them some time to breathe. Because I don't want to remember the questions and shit. There, I wanted to be fresh. I wanted to be different. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So I wait a little while. Um, why this is tough for me? Why are we so hesitant to openly celebrate our wins? I I'm not hesitant to celebrate my wins because I want you to know that I'm shitting on you every day in life. Dame so, is a champion. So look. I just be playing most of the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. When I get the bag, a motherfucker gonna know. I'm gonna show you what new money look like. No, that's not what I'm saying. I remember somebody said, like, uh, they started listening to the podcast, like, well, I didn't know Jason was this arrogant or this something or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't get them type of statements. Niggas know I'm arrogant as fuck. I just really be playing. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I want niggas to know I wanna win. Now, granted, I, I really do think I'm <laughs> I do think I'm better than you. <laughs> There's a lot of niggas doing but, the same thing that I think that we are better than. And if you ask me my honest opinion, I don't have no problem giving it. It's it, hard for me. It's hard for me to just sit down like, hey, man, these are the things that I'm great at. These are the things I want. But you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you, you have to do it for the for the business, for, yeah. for, for things of that nature. And, and it's not a bad thing. Like it's not a bad thing. Hell no, nigga. We worked hard. Yeah. We worked fucking hard. So that's something I got. I'm 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 trying to get used to. We went from thirty listens a week to a couple thousand a week. Like Nick, my nigga, we put in work. We went from recording out of on the iPad <laughs> out of the crib to having our second studio. Like nigga, we did this. Like we worked hard for this shit, and you can't take this shit away from me. Yeah. Um. But openly celebrate our wins, man. I don't ever want to feel like. I'm trying to tell you that I'm better than you. Like, as in, like... What's the reason for the belt? Because we the champs. Well, I mean, that's like on the... Like, like I'm not a better person than you. No. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that at all, that I don't that feel like I'm, a, I'm a better person than someone, but I know that I... Nigga, I got that shit tatted on my arm. Hard work. I work fucking hard to get, to get the things that I have, to earn the things that I've earned, and to have the, and to have the lifestyle that I choose to live. And I don't... I don't shy away from that shit at all. Yeah. When I walk into work two hours late, like, bitch, I worked hard to get in this position. And if my boss ain't say shit, don't say shit to me. It's something I'm going to work on that I've been I've been trying to consciously work on. But, like, some things that we do, I want people to know about. I just don't want to be too, too bragged, too self-serving. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm here to serve others. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right, last one, man. Why is it so hard to admit when we're wrong? 
Well, I'm typically only wrong twice a year at best. Listen, so man, I mean, is I've been wrong six times in my entire life. Um, I wrote them all down in a very small <laughs> sticky note. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do have a book called "Shit I Was Right About," Volume One. Oh four. man, that shit a pamphlet. <laughs> I got that a, shit a pamphlet. A book called "Shit I Was Right About," but listen, though, I don't have a problem admitting when I was wrong. If I feel that I was wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's got to be twofold. I got, I got to know I was, I had to feel I was wrong. <laughs> like I You got to call me out on it and, and I have to feel I was wrong. I got to agree with you. Okay. Because if I don't agree that I was wrong, I mean, what are we doing here? It's like, no. But, um, but if you've prided yourself in being correct, like I've been, so listen, I didn't stay in some uh, bad relationships before because I didn't want to feel like I was a failure. Like I wanted this shit to work. But that relationship was failing like a motherfucker. Yeah, but I didn't want to admit that I was wrong. I, I, I said this shit was going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Or you you trying to prove other friends wrong. Like, oh, you know that shit ain't going to work out. You know this nigga, da, 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 da. And you end up staying in some shit longer enough because you just don't want to admit, like, nigga, I was wrong. Yeah. I made the wrong decision with this shit. Like I chose to do A, I should have did B, so I'm just going to stick with A and try to make this shit work and she out. was the wrong one. Wrong. And I do. You, sometimes you got me like, fuck, guess what? Fuck it. I was wrong. I, yes. Give me the public ridicule because it's the whole little, it's a saying. I of, told you something, nigga. I told you. What was that work tonight? To This morning, matter of fact, and one of my employees was like, I bet you as hell trying to date Jason because he think he always right. I was like, no, I don't think I'm always right. I will say I'm wrong in a motherfucker because if you get the impression that you always right, now that's hard to that's hard to live down, man. Fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like a that's wrong as hell. It's just hard to live down. Either one, you always gonna be expected to have the answer to everything. I was in a relationship one time with a person who thought I knew everything, so. Random people giving my number to people having to call me. Yeah, such and such gave me your number because she said you can possibly like, hold on, fam. Uh, I'm a jack of most trades. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, that's just some shit that you would never live down in an argument. Nigga, you always think you're right. Facts. You got to humble yourself. Fall on the sword. I'm going to lie and say I was wrong when I know I was right. Okay. But, I mean, I'll admit that I'm wrong, but like it. I'll be honest. It take a lot it's for me to. It's an ego thing. Yeah, right? it's an ego thing. You want to be right. You think you researched it, whatever the fuck. I and I hate to be loud and wrong, nigga. <laughs> That's the worst thing to be is be loud, proud, and wrong. As so fuck. check this out. I will say this was one shit I was wrong about, and I admit when I'm wrong. Okay. All right. And uh, my whole boy Norm, Pete, brother, he came to the uh, event that we had here, and um. Like, we used to be arguing all the fucking time. Cause That's n- what you do. The nigga think he know everything, right? And I think I know everything, allegedly. But we was arguing over some slave shit, you know what I'm saying? And this was, I don't know, this damn near 10 years ago. But he was basically he was like, no, nigga, America got the less amount of slaves. All the slaves really went via the Caribbean islands and all the other shit. And he was breaking down, like, you know what I'm saying? The, the cotton shit was one thing, but the main import export was like sugar cane you know what i'm saying that was through the bahamas and all the the islands and shit like that and like like whatever nigga <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about i forget what my argument was but i remember reading the shit and the nigga ended up being 
like 100 percent correct <laughs> like in every single category he was statistically correct and i just had to go in the pot i called a nigga and apologize like look nigga remember that time that uh he was right i was wrong so let me ask you this when you wrong say like you out in public or it's, it's a group of us and you stand on your soapbox on something yeah and then i text you like the next week, like, hey, my nigga, read this article, and I, I point out where you was wrong as fuck. Do you apologize publicly? I apologize on the podcast. Okay. I mean, that's you know, that's about as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, nigga, I was wrong. Okay, fair enough. That's public enough. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I, I was wrong. You were right. I'll eat the crow. You know what I'm saying? I've had to apologize on the podcast once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been loud and wrong. Hey, that's a hell of a combination, dog. <laughs> it is. But you know what? Sometimes <laughs> you just got to commit to the bullshit. Loud and wrong. <laughs> Shit. Wrong is two left shoes. Yeah, man. It'll still be standing on that soapbox preaching to the choir. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, so, shout out to, uh, what, what was the young lady's name that gave us the list? Uh... Alicia Price. Okay, shout out to her. This is a good. Uh, it was a really dope. Uh, I, hope, I hope she listens. I hope she enjoys. Yeah. Because um, I thought it was really dope. She's a dope photographer, by the way. Okay. Um, she can shoot us. We need a photo shoot. We do. Maybe maybe I'll ask. Yeah, that'll be dope. Yeah. I got somebody that's going to style me. Because the liquor store legend is going to be suited and booted. Okay. On you hoes. Because I am a handsome nigga and something that I'm throwing into the atmosphere I want to do some modeling in 2019. Okay. <laughs> it's random you, as fuck. I'm going to let you rock. No, yeah, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to. I'm just going to let you rock, man. Go ahead. I want to take my shirt off. Oh, and Jesus Christ. And now show you, these tattoos. Now you're jumping out the window and shit. <laughs> I'm trying to let you rock. Loud know? and wrong. Loud and wrong as fuck. Next week, tune in for the apology. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh shit every week is dame going wild no no, no man, it's not time for the bimmy no man i gotta do oh it. man I, oh who's man's yeah i gotta get a who's man's this but i do uh technically have to pause this shit for a hot second because uh, i got to find the audio for this shit <laughs> okay uh so hold on all right i got my shit together now now this week there was um a black man who got the GOP primary for governor of Florida, um, Andrew Gilliam, uh, reminds me of uh, Mays Gilliam from uh, <laughs> Kansas right. State. You know what I'm saying? The first black president. But we have Florida's GOP gubernatorial nominee, uh, Ron DeSantis, who had a couple things to say um, about Mr. Gilliam. So I'm just going to go ahead and play this because this, this is who whose man is this. Okay. Well, look, I mean, this is a, Florida elections are always competitive. And, um, you know, this is a guy who, although he's much too, too liberal for Florida, I think he's got huge problems with how he's governed Tallahassee. Uh, you know, he is an articulate spokesman for those far left views and he's a charismatic candidate. And, you know, I watched those Democrat debates. None of that was, was my cup of tea. But I mean, he performed better than the other people there. So so we've got to work hard to make sure that we continue Florida going in a good direction. Let's build off the success we've had on Governor Scott. The last thing we need to do is to monkey this up by trying to embrace a socialist agenda with huge tax increases and bankrupting the state. That is. All right. All right, man. Uh, so listen, monkey it up before then. Like, I know 
all the 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 code language or the signs that they do it's uh first he's very articulate uh then he said uh very enthusiastic he gave a great performance and then the last thing we need to do is to monkey this thing up when referencing the black man uh for the governor of florida whose man's is this like this is blatant racism like you used to, they, it's like almost laughable. They used to hide it, but now it's just so over. Like Trump has made it comfortable for racists to come out. Like I laughed when I seen this shit. Like it was like one of those sad laughs. Like, wow. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like you monkey this up. Yeah. And then it's like, listen, at first I'm thinking like, you know what? It wasn't going to be whose man is this because I'm like, I don't want to to give somebody that much power for me to be triggered by saying a few words. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes I feel when like, it's appropriate, it's appropriate. Sometimes I just feel like I'll be on getting on my ignorance shit. And like, let me start talking shit to y'all because I found out what they knew word is that they fucking hate. Thanks to Charlemagne. What's that? They do not like to be referred to as man aids. <laughs> I'm talking about they hate this mayonnaise music. Dog, did they did you be looking at Charlemagne comments though? <laughs> no. Or it's twi- dog, they hate that mayonnaise shit. Fucking helmet flavored. Like they really, really hate that. They be calling in the Breakfast Club talking about I hate when you talk about the mayonnaise shit. So listen, next time you want to monkey some shit up, I'm like, well look, I don't want to mayonnaise this whole uh Detroit mayoral candidate up too much mayonnaise here mayonnaise there but long story short who mans is this fuck uh ron santanis or whatever the fuck his name is your name santos nigga your name not that important fam we're not friends we're never gonna be friends (laughs) uh first off fuck your bitch in the click you claim we riding with the black nigga in florida and the damn thing changed bars He would be the first African-American governor in the state of Florida. Yeah. And the way that Florida is going, they need a change. Yes, because Florida is the craziest place in the United States. I'm thinking the east side of Detroit might be a close second. So, random. Remember last week we was talking about, like, Montana and Iowa and all the motherfuckers and them cheap-ass dates, South Dakota and shit like that? So I was random looking at some stats. You know what? That motherfucker is 96.2% white. The 90, state ninety six, <laughs> the state. Damn, that's a that's a staggering statistic. So I mean, nigga, you could go years without seeing another black person. Nigga, you may go your whole entire life. Nah, I want to live there. I'm straight. I ain't trying to live nowhere where it's ninety six percent the other. So like, uh, my homeboy that uh got I went to the wedding from from last week and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a job on Iowa, and Iowa is ninety two point nine percent white. I'm like, nigga, that got to be like the whitest state in the country. But my Vermont is ninety six point two percent white. Maine is ninety five point five percent white. New Hampshire is ninety five percent white. Um, Wyoming ninety one percent white. Minnesota ninety percent white. Like. Uh, that's why them niggas so Republican. Uh, yeah. So think it about makes this. a lot of fucking sense. If ninety six percent of the of your state is white, you gotta have other races in that bitch. So your extra, the other three and a half percent is like one percent black, some Spanish, some Chinese, <laughs> some mixed. Ninety six percent white nigga. 
Your whole state is mayonnaise, my nigga. <laughs> Your whole state is is Heinz Whip. No wonder the date's so cheap out there. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Niggas cattle? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus we, Christ. We cow tipping. That's the date. <laughs> anyway, man. Cow tipping for real. Still tipping on folks. Yeah, man. Shout fuck out, that. Shout out to everybody who thought I really had a job offer for them. I had posted my uh, my job is hiring twenty dollars an you, hour. You too young if you don't know that number. Call Mike Jones two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. If you don't know that number, you you too young. Like facts, dog. Like niggas was Facebook messaging me like, "Hey yo, where you work at?" <laughs> I'm like, "Nigga, you like a year younger than me, fam. Why don't you?" And you make beats <laughs> like you a rapper, nigga. Like why don't you? I didn't respond. Like I'm not. Don't talk to me no more. <laughs> As soon as I saw the number, I I knew what it was. 281-330-8004. Call Mike Jones. Anyway, man, let's get this benediction popping, fam. Okay, it's Dave going wild on everything that matters. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, every now and again. Uh, I'll let you man. Uh, Jay Johnson, 313. Follow Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram. The Shop Talk Pod on Twitter. Uh, you know, you got to fuck with... Um, this week in culture, yeah. Uh, shout out to Trinidad and I love Ant Show, and um, it's the last week episode was pretty fucking funny, dog. Uh, power was power was slapping, but you gotta fuck with this week in culture. It's uh talks about everything that happened in the culture and as far as television, film, and things of that nature. But what ain't gonna do when power go off? Uh, we got insecure, you got power, you got um a bunch of different shit. Okay. But it's I don't not, watch a lot of TV, so I mean, maybe I don't, I don't yeah. really know. I ain't watched none of Insecure this season, really. Yeah. So Insecure will probably get a wrap up this week. Do two because it's a thirty minute show, so two episodes at a time per episode. You know okay, what I'm makes sense. But uh, check out this week in culture. A uh, reason I brought that up is if you go to the website shoptalkpod.com, you will see this week in culture up there. You'll also see the seriously funny. Uh, podcast up there. They just had X Factor in this week. They've had a whole bunch of fucking guests, which is a really yeah. dope show. If you go to the website... Sierra keep a good guest on her show. Yeah, if you go to the website, you'll see a bunch of the shows um, here. And coming very soon, as in when I say soon, like within the next seven to ten days, uh, it's going to be another podcast channel for you. Shop Talk Podcast Studio page is popping and everybody who records out of here is going to be uploading there so if you want to get some fire shit in one location listen to that yeah we're gonna put it together all in one place there's no excuse now networking bitch yeah uh i'm not saying we the rockefeller podcast but we are jane dame hell yeah peace